Do you have a bookkeeper and you're not sure if they're doing a good job or you don't have a bookkeeper and you're like, do I need one? Then you need to listen to this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women Show. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and today we have Heidi Bear. Hey, Heidi. Hey, Diane. (laughs) And everybody out there. I'm so excited to have you here because we go way back. Like I've witnessed your different entrepreneurial ventures that you've had. Mm-hmm. I love how you've been diving into your different passions and creating careers and businesses out of each of them. Mm-hmm. But today we're mainly focusing on the bookkeeping piece. So let me share with the audience a little bit more about you and then we'll get into the questions. Sound good? Okay. Sounds yeah. great. Awesome. So bookkeeping is fun said no one ever. Well, not quite, because Heidi Vera thinks it can be. Heidi appreciates the astonishing ecology of business tools available and its ability to empower business owners. She is passionate about helping other small business owners achieve their goals. Heidi's love affair with bookkeeping started with a high school accounting course, followed immediately by a couple of college ones. As often happens with teenage love affairs, the relationship was short-lived, but fortunately, and fortunately for us today, uh, it reignited for Heidi later on as an entrepreneur. She now shares this love through her work as a bookkeeper. And you have your own business bookkeeping, right, Heidi? I sure do. What's your business called? Bear Essentials Bookkeeping. I love it. And And that is an homage to my mother because she always wanted me to have a business that had bare essentials in it. Oh, I love it. And for anyone, because you're listening, right? You're not catching on the word here. It's not bare, B-E-A-R as the normal spelling of bare. It's B-A-E-R. So that's your last name. It is. is. Yeah. It's a play on name. That is a German last name. My father came from Germany. As soon as he graduated high school, off he went to North America. Yeah. Well, not high school. Actually, he did do some chemistry training there and uh, came to the States and then Canada with my mother. Wow. They met in Chicago. Oh, we could do like a whole episode on on that. Um, And so listeners, we are going to delve into those. Maybe the questions that you are nervous or embarrassed to ask. Or maybe the questions that you're like, if I'm going to move my business forward, I need to know these things and just be rest assured that Heidi's going to take us through so many amazing questions that really we've put together in, in, and part of it's in response to a dynamic women community question of, I have a bookkeeper, but how do I know she's doing a good job? But not everyone's at that place. So we will get to that, but we're going to answer other questions around, do you even need one? And what are the benefits of that? So let's dive in. We're, we said the word bookkeeping, but there's also the other word in finances, which is accountant. So what's the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant? Well, so traditionally, 
and I say traditionally for a reason, bookkeeping has the transactional. So you're recording your day-to-day money ins and outs. So recording, categorizing, you kind of typically would do that on a monthly basis. And then the accountants would be more on the analytical side. So they have the training to analyze those numbers, explain your financial reports, provide tax Mm -hmm. advice, um, and that sort of thing. Tax filings, I, I think, traditionally have really been done by either. Yes. I think sole props a lot of the time with their bookkeeper, maybe, and a, and uh, corporations often with an accountant. Uh, that's a stereotype doesn't apply to everyone. But these lines are all blurring. So more and more accountants are taking on bookkeeping components and more and more bookkeepers are, are taking on some anal- analysis and advice roles. And that's partly because of recent advances in app technology. Oh, okay. um, we can make sure that the information you need is provided to you at least on a regular basis. And, and we can often help you interpret your numbers. Sometimes yeah. people are a little scared about hiring an accountant, like that'll be a really big expense mm-hmm. and even a bookkeeper. But yeah. Well, we'll, we'll jump into some benefits in a, in a moment, sure. but one term I heard you short form, and I want to make sure everyone listening knows what that means. You said sole prop. I know oh, I'm it sorry. Means, but can you just, <laughs> what is a sole prop in the full term? <laughs> a sole prop in Canada, the sole proprietorship. So that's when you're, you have a business name and a business number and you're operating your business, but you have not made it into a corporation. So it is a part of you. Yes. So you're filing your taxes and all your earnings under your own personal, personal tax returns rather than corporate taxes. Correct. So, uh, and I think a lot of our listeners would be in the sole prop. Uh, and then a bunch of them are maybe thinking about jumping into being incorporated. Uh, and then some are already have been incorporated for a while. Mm-hmm. But when we think about bookkeeping, so we're going to kind of keep that track of bookkeeping. What do businesses need, business owners need to do in their bookkeeping, whether they're sole proprietors or companies? Um, My short answer is to take an interest in it. Not a lot of people want to. Yeah. (laughs) Or it seems a little bit foreign or scary. And we're also scared to ask questions that might make us look silly or or not smart. But it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. So no matter what, you're not alone. And um, But if you take an interest in it, it will pay off. You feel free to ask questions. If you if you do have a bookkeeper, get involved with them so you understand what's going on and how you can, rather than just getting your financial statements and not really knowing how to look at them, at least get an understanding of what information you want from it and, and how to read that on your on your statements. Okay. So listeners, do you hear in this? Show an interest. It's yeah. your money. And the and your business, it's your baby. And every month you need to be doing things. So what are kind of the basics of what people need to be doing each month if they don't hire a bookkeeper? What do um, they- you need to keep records? And what's that mean? Like I'm that not means- gonna dumb everything down here. <laughs> that means um, you need to have a record. If you're a sole proprietor, you at least need a record of all of your money in and out. The most basic way that that can be pulled is is from your bank statements. Yeah. But that's not always a complete picture. And often it'll overstate your revenue or understate it. And it would help at least to have a separate bank account for your business, even if you are a sole proprietor. That way your records are more, more, more discreet and easier to interpret. It, should you be audited, it creates a lot less headache for you 
uh, in the long run. So you want to keep track of all of your money in and out, but also you need to have backup for everything. Hmm. So you need to have all of your receipts. There are some bookkeepers who will take expenses that don't have a receipt backup and code it to owner draws. That means money that you've taken out of your business rather than money that's an expense in your business. That's a cutthroat method, but it's a pretty effective way to try to train a business owner into better habits. Moving forward. Moving forward. Yeah. CRA does accept digital records. So people have a tendency to throw everything in a folder or in a box and you don't have to do that. I find, you know, heat sensitive paper receipts really frustrating because they fade or they can be corrupted and then you've completely (laughs) lost that information. I think it's pretty fabulous that you can take a picture of that and not have to worry about losing that little piece of paper. Now you don't want a bunch of pictures floating around on your phone. So there's, there are lots of apps for that now. It's it's pretty cool. I, I, some people will track stuff in Excel. There's nothing wrong with Excel, especially if you're a really good user, but, and there are some elegant Excel templates out there. So you just download the template and you can fill in the blanks a bit. Um, But I would consider using a software to help you speed up other processes, like you can incorporate quoting and invoicing and all of these little pieces of workflows in your business that can be tied in with your bookkeeping. That's another thing people don't necessarily consider is that it can be part of your business, not this afterthought, the bookkeeping, right? Yeah. Or two years later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure you deal with all the time. Here's my envelope or my shoebox of receipts please figure it out. And you're like, boy. And the, the problem with that. And so you'd said, you know, be on it every month, um, ideally. And the problem with that is it's going to take so much more time. It causes you to want to procrastinate and then it costs you more money because your bookkeeper has to try and understand it all. And then it's this dark cloud hanging over your head, right? Exactly. Nobody needs that. No. Well, let's jump be more productive. Yeah, productivity is important for sure. Let's jump into some quick definitions. So I'm going to say three different words in accounting, and maybe you can give us a definition. You ready for that? All right. First one is balance sheet. So a balance sheet, which I think especially for sole proprietors is a little bit more foreign, and it is not as necessary as in a corporation, but it's a snapshot at one point in time of what your company owns, what it owes to others, and what is owed to it. So your payables, your receivables, your assets, anything that belongs to the company. The information on the balance sheet, this is something that people don't necessarily get, is it's retained and it's modified year over year. So that makes sense, right? Your assets don't disappear just because the year ended. Your debts don't disappear just because the year ended. It's all of the information that stays year over year in your business. Banks and investors look at that balance sheet to assess the financial health of their business. So so anyone who's potentially looking to sell in the future, to franchise, to scale, Mm -hmm. this has to be number one priority. Right. And obviously it has to be a top priority for everyone else. Yeah. So you mentioned retained earnings. Tell us about that. Um, Well, retained earnings is a line on that balance sheet that I think most people kind of don't really understand. And uh, at at its very basic level, it it represents your accumulated profits. It represents, you were saying it represents the, your bank that you have in money that you have in the bank. Um, And so it isn't just the money that you have in the bank. It's 
also if you've reinvested that money, so your assets minus your liabilities. So it is your retained earnings balance. So any money you reinvest in the business in terms of your assets will uh, not reduce your retained earnings. Okay, Heidi, here's your third one, income statement. What's that? And how's it difference, different from a, to a balance sheet? Uh, well, the income statement is also known as a profit and loss. And that almost speaks right for itself in the new, in the, in the different title of profit and loss. It shows all of your revenue for a period of time. So it's not a snapshot, it's a period of time. All of the revenue for that time and the expenses for that time. And so that's your net profit or loss for that yeah. period. And so I, I hear you using all these other net profit, net loss and all this. And it's funny because when you said profit and loss, it reminds me of when I was invited to up-level from the mastermind I was in to a much higher level mastermind. And I was in with incorporated businesses at, who had multiple locations and all this. And it was a little bit intimidating, but I was like, okay, they believe in me and I'm, I'm part of this massive business area. Like they're, these companies are bringing in multiple millions every month, right? And they said, okay, cool, Diane. So at the first meeting, just bring your PL and we'll talk about it. And everyone shares it. And I was like, awesome. What's a PL? No idea in my head what a PL was. And yeah. I had no idea what he was asking me for, but I was like, yep, sure. Cause I thought I can go figure this out. Do you know what I Googled? P N L. Right. Because <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea. And eventually I figured out it's a profit and loss statement. Okay. Um, but that's what I find a lot of business owners are like, right? And I am super guilty of that. So do you think that like, should business owners have a bookkeeper or should they continue to try to do it themselves? It really depends on the individual. If it's something mm. you hate and you're not doing it and you're not keeping up with it, then absolutely you need help, right? Okay. If you are having trouble with your cash flow, in other words, you see cash flow isn't profit. So if, if you, you may be profitable, yes. but you might not have the cash coming in at the right time for when the money's going out. And so you might have a cash flow issue while you're still profitable in the, in the long term. So if you have some issues there, maybe you need some help. If you really have no clue whether the types of projects you're taking on are profitable, if you have no sense of, of actually what's coming in the next little while and when it's, you know, all, all these things, then I think you probably need a little bit of support. And yeah. so just by using, if you can manage... If you can manage to use some of the tools that are out there on your own, like maybe you're using a basic Excel and you find that just by trying out using a different software is enough for you because you have a head for it, yeah. um, then that that's great. But maybe you want help even just onboarding onto or yeah. switching platforms or, you know, there are all kinds of scenarios. But I think that most of us are in business to do something that we love and the other stuff isn't part of that often yeah. and so your time is valuable you know put a dollar amount on that if you start tracking how much time you spend doing the stuff you don't like and how much that costs you in time at an hourly rate then you'll have a sense of of some value and whether you'll be getting value by having a bookkeeper yeah but having someone to help you and be on your side and on your team on an ongoing basis is 
I think a win-win situation as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you mentioned the cash flow piece. That's super important. I know that I've got I've got some uh, connections of mine who have more employees now, and yeah. big transition period when you're and hiring payroll. on you. Payroll coming out is like whoa. People haven't paid their bills, and payroll's coming out, and and it can be a very stressful stressful time. So that makes complete sense that a bookkeeper can help with that to not to just plan it in the moment. Yeah. But forecast and help mm-hmm. you to get there. Now there are other benefits as well to having a bookkeeper and trust me, this is not a, this is not a conversation that Heidi and I are having to move you over to hiring a bookkeeper. We're just letting you know, because I know that sometimes I didn't want to invest in something, but once I really understood, oh my gosh, actually paying for that or investing in that, I'm going to save money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to save time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to get to that next level. So Mm -hmm. that's why I want to focus on these benefits. So uh, I know you mentioned KPIs and that, so how is KPI benefit of bookkeepers? That's another terminology thing there perhaps for people that the KPI stands for key performance indicator uh, which is a fancy word for measurement it can be absolutely anything so it what it represents to me is what's important to you and what does success look like for you in your business Mm. and how can we define that and create it into a measurable outcome so many people will have heard of smart goals right and anyone working with a coach such as you will be working on goals as well right and the clearer, the more clear you can be about your goals, the more easily you can achieve them. And the more easily your bookkeeper can help you achieve them because we can put it into your reports and, and have some measurement that we're tracking to do with your uh, HR or to do with your profitability. Right yeah. now, during times of transition with the pandemic and now an inflation and everything, there are a lot of questions that people have about how their business is performing and how they have to adapt and be resilient. And the more you have already, the more you're clear on that in your current state, the more you can readily, you can pivot, I think. And, um, and so would you say like one of the KPIs that, that you'd be looking at with a client would be just the most basic would be, can we reduce your expenses and can we increase your profitability by X amount? Certainly. Yeah. Those I mean, that's one basic. of the most basic ones and, and times of inflation. Yeah. Look at your suppliers, look at your expenses, look at ways that you can save. And, and then of course, also ways to increase your revenue if possible. You know, one of our neighborhood businesses commented to me not long ago, they're not a client of mine, but they mentioned that their costs have gone up so much, but they don't feel justified in transferring hundred percent of that cost to the customers And so they're eating a bit of a difference. And I just, I mean, I, what can you say? They're trying to make a a decision that works for the community and their customers, but it's hurting them. Right. And so that, that's a decision that many of us will make, but at least if you're understanding what it, what the impact is and you know how much you have in reserve and you know, all of the planning associated with that, that you can make that decision an informed one and not just a a fear-based one. Yes. And I talk about that a lot with clients is let's make an, a business decision, an mm-hmm. educated business decision and not an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned inflation. I got to pull okay. that in now. Okay. And so there's this kind of looming cloud. We just had COVID, which screwed so many people over. Now we have inflation. 
I have business owners that are like, can I withstand that storm moving forward? So how does a bookkeeper help with inflation or like potential inflation, even more um, than what's happening now? Well, we can help you with all of those things that I was kind of going over. So reviewing your expenses with you or independently and then having a discussion with you. Um, maybe helping you tease out what kind of measurements might help to track and see whether you're making an impact by some of the decisions that you're making. I like to review workflows as well for efficiency. Not all bookkeepers are going to like to do that, but uh, that's certainly something that you can do on your own as a business owner. And I highly recommend to understand your workflows and, and all the step-by-step -step. that also helps you identify where software or other yes. people like a bookkeeper can help you if you're already analyzing your workflows. Yeah. Cause um, they're going to ask you things like, are you really using this software? <laughs> yes. I have a client who's still paying for something else after hiring me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we don't need that. Let's like pull all the data out and cancel it. Because it's just being charged automatically on her credit card. So you don't really think about it. And it's not a huge expense, but all of it adds up. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got one more set of terms here for the benefits of a bookkeeper. Accrual versus cash basis. That sounds uh, super foreign. So yeah, I think, I think the tendency for sole proprietors, especially if you're not doing, if you're not taking the time to be tracking everything uh, for your revenue and income, and maybe you just bring all your receipts to H&R Block at the end of the year and let them sort it out is they just look at your, they just look at your bank statement. They see all the money in, there's your revenue. They see all your money out and they find the ones that are obvious for your expenses. Done. That's cash basis. That's based on the money that's coming in and out of your bank account on the day that it comes in and out of your bank account. And accrual, so accrual is more looking at the business as a, you earn the money in the month that you sell it, not necessarily that you receive the money. Yeah. And in, depending on your business, there may be a large gap or there may be no gap at all between those two things. So cash basis and accrual may be very similar to you and your business and, and others. It can be a huge difference. If you're trying to plan for when you need to have seasonal employees or not, you want to know when your busy season is, when they're doing the work. The cash coming in, in your, uh, of your account does not necessarily reflect that. Yeah. And so you need you need to have be able to analyze your numbers based on how your actual work is flowing, not how your money is flowing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Tips. Yeah. Good tips. And so people want to hire a bookkeeper maybe now, right? Mm -hmm. Or they have to hire a new bookkeeper, whatever it may be. What should they be asking for when they hire? I'm sure we can go find like a job posting for a bookkeeper, but a lot of people just like, who knows a bookkeeper? And then they get five names and then they need to pick one of them. So or they get one and use that one without really okay. researching it. Oh, okay. you know what? A lot of bookkeeping is word of mouth. Once you have one or two clients, they spread the word and you're all of a sudden, you know, Holy booked. quite a few clients. So, <laughs> um, and, and I think I mentioned uh, in conversation with you once that sometimes people team up with accountants, so you can work in conjunction with an accountant to build your yeah. business, but um, what to ask for? Well, it's a very personal relationship. Yeah. You're not telling your best friends all the time details about your finances. This is somebody who you have to trust and like. So ask anything that will help you determine that at, at the at the base. But maybe you want to be clear about what's important to you in terms of their education or experience. Do they need to be high on education, high on experience, or both? 
what kind of value proposition are they offering? How are they communicating that with you? Do you want to pay an hourly rate, a monthly rate? Do you want to have it be in person? Do you want them to come in and see you every month? Or do you want to do it virtual? And maybe you want to be more current, or maybe you do only want monthly or quarterly kind of book. Do you want any advisory services? Just because some can offer it, maybe you don't actually want that. You just want to make sure you can get your taxes filed in a more efficient way. Data security, where are they storing your information? Uh, Do you want to shop local or not? And, you know, personality and communication style, I think goes a long way. Make sure your values sync are in sync with each other. You know, some bookkeepers I've seen on the forum sometimes saying, you know, this person actually said something and I don't like it, you know, but they're my client and business isn't personal. What do I do? Well, it isn't personal, but you know what? If you're all of a sudden having a quandary, it, it really helps to make sure you're all on the same page and working together because you're, you are, you want to be a team, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And so listeners, Heidi just gave you like the golden list of things for hiring a bookkeeper. And she went fast because I'm sorry. She knows. No, we're good. She knows what you need. Now for you, I encourage you pause, go back and pause after each one. So you can write them down because those are things with a lot of same with the questions that I ask clients, you have to sit with it and, and understand. And if what you're wanting and ask yourself, what do I want? Is that important to me? What do I want to pay? And if you get to that point of like, well, do I pay them hourly or do I pay them for the, their service or for the month? I don't know. Well, go and Google that. Right. Um, Heidi has also been kind enough to say that she will have a conversation with you as well. So in the show notes, there will be her contact information, website, all that. So you can reach out to Heidi and she's gifting the gift of like the, her time, her valuable time. She's gifting you. So if you need to ask a question, then please reach out. Heidi is currently fully booked, but if you are wanting her to be your bookkeeper, then reach out and just see if she has an opening or if she can suggest someone else, depending on your needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the next question. How do you know if your bookkeeper is good? You've got one, they've been working with you. You maybe like them, but you're like, are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? Cause I don't know enough about bookkeeping. So how do you know? Well, <laughs> it ties back a little bit to have you taken an interest? Do you understand your your statements? So, and and this is specifically tied back to that question we were talking it is, about. Yes. The, now, I I had some advice for that person, but I kind of gave it some more thought as well, and I kind of have like a five part. Oh, okay. Thought on that. So, right. Are they proactive? That's my P. So this is your P. acronym. Okay. Yeah, I came up with a five-parter. We'll we'll get there at the end. We'll see if we okay. can figure out the word before I get there. So the for P for proactive, am I chasing you for information? Not me, but does your bookkeeper chase you for missing information? Are they giving you timely report? Are you communicating regularly? I like to have weekly meetings or regular meetings. I have not done that necessarily for everybody. So yeah. I, I need to do that, right? Do the reports provided to you have what you're looking for in them? Hmm. <laughs> you're not just getting a package of reports that you're not going to look at, which I've been guilty of in the past myself, not having the time or taking the time to understand. So, but yeah. is it in a way that under, you understand and, and does it contain the information you want? So that's, are they being proactive to give you what you need okay. and are they getting what they need from you? Okay. So that's the P. Yeah. Are they then, accurate? The A. Hey, accurate. So okay. if you're using an accountant at the end of the year, 
This can help you determine if they're accurate. Um, so did the accountant get everything they need right away mm. to file your year-end taxes? Were there errors that needed to be corrected? And at the end, do your financials in your books match the financials for, that the accountant put together? <laughs> and if not, because sometimes there are some dis differences that have to be there, but why? So has your bookkeeper yeah, talked about why it's different? So actually, this is another good tip than maybe having a bookkeeper and then having an accountant, a separate person in the beginning anyway, just to, to double check things if you really don't know. They can. And as I mentioned, some accountancies now are, are having an actual bookkeeping section within their business. So you can yeah. combine it and have different people still within the same company doing it. Um, that might be a more expensive way to go. I don't really know what, how they're pricing okay. that these days. Um, Proactive accuracy. What comes next? R, responsive. Mm. So you've had the guts to ask some questions. Are they replying in a forthcoming way? Are they being informative? Does it make sense? Because sometimes when someone is hedging, they'll kind of try to circle around and you can kind of sense that, right? What kind of answers they're giving. Do they answer your question directly or are you getting a general that general sense of dodginess, right? Okay. Um, good bookkeepers will also, this is a common thing I've seen all over. Uh, if you don't, we don't know everything, we're human. If there's something we don't know, or it's something that's not in our, in our purview, like someone wants to know how much dividend to take and to do some personal income tax planning, that's not me, that's an accountant. Okay, so I'll say go talk to someone else and redirect you to who can help you or take some time to do the research. Yeah. And my last one is T, transparent. So are you given access to your own bookkeeping? If you've hired somebody to do it, it's still yours. <laughs> Can you see it? <laughs> how much do you understand about your books? And how comfortable do they make you feel about asking questions to clarify, right? Okay, so proactive, accuracy. Oh, I got four. That's only four. Responses. The last yes. one is why or I invested in you. Ah, do the, does the bookkeeper ask you questions? Do they take the time to get to know you, your business, what kind of challenges you're facing? Yeah. Um, I come back to this. I think that you're, we're a team. We work together to achieve your goals and I care about your goals. So does your bookkeeper care? Uh, does that matter to you? Maybe, maybe not. But I think that that demonstrates that they can help your whole book bookkeeping process become less painful and assist you in your goals the more that they're involved in you. Yeah. And they know all this stuff about your finances. So <laughs> yeah. And and so the ability for them to then give you some some tips or ask you the tough questions so that you can reduce expenses, increase profit. Identify your goals better. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that stands for. P-A-R-T-Y, party. Party. The bookkeeping is fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I hope <laughs> listeners wrote that down because um, that's really going to help you to know if your bookkeeper is good so that you can be confident that, yeah, I've got a good person here. Not just good for, for the relationship, but that they're doing good work in your books. Mm -hmm. So as we've gone through this, I'm sure there are some some questions that have come up for people like, what are some good resources that I can learn about my business finances? And, and what do you suggest, Heidi, that I, you know, that I go and look into? So can you share those now? 
Sure. I have a top three that I think are, are quite good okay. and free. So, uh, well, not all free. Depends what you want to get. But so there's what used to be called the Women's Enterprise Center, uh, which is now called WeBC, Women's Enterprise VC. Since we're the dynamic yeah. women yeah. of the world, they are a good resource. They do have some webinars and such that they put on. Small Business BC is where WeBC is affiliated. They do a lot of a lot, a lot of webinars, and they have months like this month, September, are is are all free. Wow. All of their webinars are free. So they do things like how to read your income statement and your financials. And they do things like how to start importing goods or, you know, all, all a whole range of support for business. Both WeBC and SmallBC offer paid services as well if you need more consulting. And there is a lot of free information available, though, on their websites. And the third one that I recommend is the BDC business development Canada okay you have that PL question and you <laughs> didn't know what PL was I, you might still struggle a little bit on the website with the PNL instead of yes. and but um, they will they define every basic term even they have you know blog postings all the time and information about things that are current and um, and resources about some of the common measurements there. For example, if you are considering looking for an investor or or mm -hmm. a grant or a loan, the things that that those lenders will be looking at in your books, and so that you can nice. start to analyze for that as well. Great, yeah. And so even for our listeners in BC, those those are uh, two of the three were in BC centered. However, if you are anywhere in Canada, you can access their website and a lot of their events are going to be virtual. And so you can probably still tap into them. And so whether you're our friends in the States or uh, other parts of the world, know that you can, you can still access these websites and, and you probably also have something local in your community that is women-based small mm -hmm. business based from the government or from like a nonprofit. So just look into what's around you because there's lots of places that that can offer support as a business owner in your finances and other areas. Mm -hmm. So Heidi, as we kind of wrap up here, what are the what's the final message that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, so one of the main reasons that I have found that bookkeeping is fun these days are the tools that are available. And I just think mm -hmm. it's amazing what you can do right now with the technology. Uh, I know that technology isn't the answer to everything. And I acknowledge that, you know, who wants another app on their phone? But if it's going to save you time and money, it's worth considering. So I, I have found using the cloud accounting softwares to be pretty cool. Do you have um, you recommend? I favor Zero myself, which is spelled X-E-R-O, partly because they are not a platform that started on a desktop software and then came to the online cloud and is trying to modify everything to make it work in the old system kind of still. Um, they're, they launched only in online. They are not, they didn't start in Canada. They started in New Zealand, oh, okay. no, Australia, Australia. And um, which is, an, you know, another colony, right? Another former colony. So they kind of ha jive with Canada in a sense. I think okay, Australia so does. But they've come to Canada now and they're in a big way and they're always evolving. So anyway, I, I, I like them, but they also offer a free 
uh, module if you subscribe, because it's all of these things are subscriber based now, which which also tends to put people off, but it, it's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, so this was most cases it's worthwhile right xero and that's a like, that's an app on your phone it's an on it's a cloud-based accounting so you go to the website oh okay it's on there as well okay and you keep your books online so you can do it from anywhere okay you can be on a tropical island as long as you have internet you can do your books um but uh, they also include free this free document management system. So HubDoc is part of it. So it's not a really robust one, but it still can. It's is one of those things. So now you might have you know the HubDoc app on your phone, and you can take photos of receipts, and it'll load it into HubDoc automatically, and then it comes across into your books, so that you don't have okay. to take extra steps to bring yeah. in your expenses. And they also have things like a bank feed, which saves a lot of time. A bank feed is essentially a running bank statement. So rather than doing the traditional reconciling to each monthly bank statement, you're reconciling live to other transactions as they come in on the feed. And so yeah. you can have a very uh, short window between your books and, you know, the relevant information and that enables you again, to make faster decisions and yeah. pivot quickly. So I, I just think that a lot of these, yeah, softwares that can piggyback with and communicate with your bookkeeping system uh, really make things efficient. And yes. it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about it and so passionate about it and just love yeah. it. It makes all of us have a little more control over our time and, yes. and that's what we're who we spend our time with and how we spend it on our business or our families. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's so great, Heidi. That's like the play-by-play. -play. Even if you only listen to the last answer of this right <laughs> and then you're going to go get zero xero and then hub doc it was that really sets you up that's your your app for your expenses plus your platform for your bookkeeping and then while you may think but i have to pay for things how much more do you have to pay your bookkeeper because things are all over the place and how much more time are you not able to focus on building your own business and working with your clients or customers or selling um, because you're trying to do manually all these little things. So I love that you, we kind of close on that wonderful gift that you've given of like simplicity of this is what you do. So thank you so much, Heidi, for being here, for being so generous to answer people's questions if they want to reach out to you and for sharing your knowledge in this podcast. I know You're welcome. So much more business-wise that I would want to ask you, but maybe we'll have to do that in another show. Okay. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So for all of my listeners out there, did you love Heidi? Yes, of course. So why don't you do a review of this podcast? And when you do take a screenshot, send it to team at dianerolson.com with your mailing address so we can send you a little something special in the mail. And if you haven't yet hit subscribe, and maybe now's the time for you to share this episode with a business owner friend. Maybe they don't have their bookkeeping in order. And why not have a conversation about it with them so that both of you can get on track. Until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, 
head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.